On September 11, 1973, Chile's democratically elected Marxist president, Salvador Allende, was overthrown in a violent coup. That day changed the course of many people's lives, including the life of Beatriz Alvarez. Her grandson, Diego Villarroel, tells the story. In 1973, my grandmother was attending university in Chile on her way to becoming a history teacher. She and her family were avid supporters of Salvador Allende. My grandma's brother, Alfonso, was even a part of a large political movement that supported him. Then on the morning of September 11th, my grandmother was listening to the radio as Allende addressed the people of Chile. A few hours later, Allende was dead. Allende's family later confirmed he committed suicide rather than give himself up, but many Chileans don't accept that, like my grandmother. They say he killed himself, but it wasn't true. They killed him. The military began to arrest people who weren't loyal to the new government. A family friend of theirs was arrested and tortured. Then they came for my grandma's brother Alfonso. The police surrounded the whole neighborhood to get to him. He wasn't not even home. He went out with the girlfriend. But they made a really good show to get him, like he was so dangerous. They arrested Alfonso, but my grandmother didn't know where they took him. And because of the coup, she had to drop out of university. So she spent the next week searching for her brother. Eventually, she found him. He was put into jail about 30 minutes away from her home. Every day for a year, my grandmother would ride her green lowrider bike to bring her brother lunch and keep him company. Then one day, he got a new cellmate. He was a political prisoner, too. His name was Miguel. Miguel and Alfonso became quick friends. And my grandma liked him, too. She thought he was well-spoken and handsome. After the we was talking for a few months, it got more interesting. There were always family members visiting the jail. So before long, she also met Miguel's mother. But I think at that time we already started going together. When I met the mother. What do you mean by going together? I mean... Just be together in the same, when I go and visit my brother, he coming over, we sit there and talk and all those things. It wasn't all about my brother anymore. It was about Miguel too. <laughs> she even had her first kiss in the jail. <laughs> in front of everybody? That was embarrassing. My parents, everybody sees you. Oh, your parents were there? My father, they always go and visit my brother. My grandmother would bring Miguel candy, and Miguel began to write little notes on the wrappers. And whenever leaves would fall into his cell, he would write little notes on them too. And eventually, the leaves and miscellaneous wrappers couldn't hold enough space to express their feelings. So my grandma started hiding a small notebook in the basket of food she would bring, and they would secretly trade it back and forth every day. Do you want to start with the date? This is 11, October 11, the 1974. For the longest time, I didn't feel the need to cry. But today I have to hold back the tears so they don't fall down my face. I can feel the heaviness of the jail on my shoulders because I can't hold you in my arms. I remember your smile, your face, your voice. I flip through these notebooks now, and within them sit dried and crumbling leaves marked with faded pen. Flowers and folded up wrappers left forgotten between the pages. And there are three more notebooks just like this. 
Do you want to read what you wrote back? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> October 12, the 1974. How many tears I cried today, I can't recall. But who cares about that? Because I love you, and that makes me strong. Nothing will never be as magnificent as you. Como tú. My grandma continued to visit and write to Miguel until about a year later, Miguel called my grandma up and said they were letting him go. So she went down to the jail and walked him home. A few months later, in her hometown of San Felipe, they got married. Her whole family was there. Even her brother came from jail, with an armed escort. Everything that my grandma cared for was in Chile, but it wasn't safe for the man she loved. They applied for refugee status, and a few months later, left everything behind for a new life in Seattle. My parents went to take me to the airport. All my brothers and sisters, they all went with me. was sad. I was the first one to leave the country. And then was hard, but that was the only way. My grandma and Miguel were living together in Seattle for almost 20 years and had a house of their own. They raised two kids, my tia and my dad. So that means Miguel was my grandfather. But things didn't work out for them. Eventually, they got divorced. And years later, my grandpa Miguel passed away. Now, my grandma lives near me, in Edmonds, Washington. Her parents and brothers and sisters are scattered around the world. She never became a history teacher like she wanted, but she works as a program assistant at a local community college. And she's married again, to my grandpa Julian, who was good friends with my grandpa Miguel. Are you guys happy? Yeah. At least I am. I don't know him. Yes, I am happy. I enjoy it, you know. They've been together almost 25 years now. So, I mean, he is my grandpa, and he's always taking care of me, just like he promised my grandpa Miguel. I never told you this. The last day before he died, he called and I talked to him, and he told me, you know, can you please take care of Diego? I said, of course. My grandma sacrificed so much for love. She lost her family, her country, and her dreams of being a teacher to be with the man she loved. That love ended, but it didn't have to last forever for it to mean something, and there's always a chance to find it again. For Radioactive, I'm Diego Villarreal.